0: Welcome to New Persuasive Words, a podcast of hope seeking understanding. You're invited to listen in to an ongoing conversation about theology, culture, and politics between your co hosts, Scott Jones and Bill Bohr. Regardless of topic, Bill and Scott offer intelligent insights and critiques, sometimes funny, occasionally contentious, but always
1: remaining friends. Now, here are Scott and Bill. Welcome back to the show. I'm Scott Jones. And I'm Bill Bohr. And And with us is... Adam Morton. Adam Morton is with us today.
0: Yes, this is a really historic day. Um, Not because of uh, the profiles and lack of courage that's going on right now in the Senate, but it's because (laughs) this
1: is the last day in the bunker. It is the last day in the bunker. It is the last day here in the... uh, So next time you see Bill and I live stream, it will be not here.
0: No. We will be across the river. Uh, we are anticipating a civil war to break out. So uh, uh, Scott's moving the bunker to free New Jersey, uh, which we think it'll be safe. there. The lovely
1: state of free New Jersey. Free that New makes Jersey. sense. Yeah. yeah. Adam, <laughs> Except New Jersey is anything but tax free. Yeah. Well, all right, yeah, it's going to cost. <laughs> Might make me a Republican. <laughs> That's uh, all right.
0: Well, good to have you here, Adam. Matter of fact, one of there, you know, it's fitting that you're here because there's a few episodes that, you know, kind of become um uh, what would you call legendary in our own minds? I don't know if anyone else's. And the
1: and one that you were here most episodes in oh, the yeah? villainized lives are legendary, legendary in our own minds. <laughs>
0: <lives. laughs> yes, we are legends in our own minds. But uh yeah, we've gotten a lot of mileage out of. One of your your infamous quotes. Well,
1: good.
2: Yeah, sure. I'm glad somebody has.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember you said to you said when do you think the, was it built? You said when did the mature Luther hit? And Adam, you said second half of 1517.
2: 1519. <laughs> 1519. fifteen eighteen. 15, 19. Yeah. I, oh, I, I might have said fifteen eighteen. 15, you yeah. said 1518,
0: Yeah, but some research you've bumped it up a year, right?
2: No, I, I it's it's. I mean, I'm 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 basing that off of Oswald Bayer's uh, interpretation of Luther's development. That's All right. there's.
0: The, but for many of us, sometimes online, sometimes offline, we've said, "But we have late fifteen eighteen, late 18, yes.
2: fifteen 18. So when
0: in doubt, there's where you, there I stand. Right here I stand. I can do no other. <laughs> right. So that was one of our most memorable episodes. We, you know, we could have done just a, a uh, kaleidoscope of the episodes that uh, we won't forget. Uh, there, there was the joint episode with Jeff and, and Fitch that Fitch. Will, will that will that will per- permanently scar me, uh, but. Um, yeah,
1: you certainly were one of those. And also I guess it That was that was that was um when when Fitch was like, Okay, but if we were we're right now, would we vote? Would we say and you were like, Fitch, I, there's things that like uh, referendums in the California ballot they are less complicated than that. <laughs> I, I
0: don't even know what we'd be voting on. Yeah, we didn't know <laughs> what we were voting on at that point. Yeah. But um so and it's probably also fitting that one of our most popular <laughs> podcasts were about uh the one who should not be mentioned. So this is episode two of the one, of he who should not be mentioned because of a controversy.
1: That he who shall not be named. He
0: Good. who should not be named. That's so. exciting. Yeah, so and we we brought you in on this because it looks like the three of us are the only ones that agree about this. <laughs> and I, and I haven't even been following it, but according to according to uh, Scott called me and said, "Hey, Adam agrees with you and I on this," and we thought well, that's a sign. If it's there ever t- was,
1: it's taken us back to the second half of fifteen eighteen. <laughs> so, if,
0: if there ever was a sign that we should be together, I and mean, you should you know. You should um, migrate across Lancaster. Because sometimes people who come here from Lancaster have a lot of problem getting here for some reason. That's another memorable
1: episode. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah, it is, it is. There are many, many, many.
0: <laughs> but you made it. I did. You, you made it. Are you on this side or the other side of the Susquehanna? Did you have to cross the Susquehanna? No, I didn't have to cross oh, okay, the Susquehanna. very nice. Very yep. nice. So that's good. So you didn't have to swim that today. But right. That's good. I have bridges
2: now yeah they, they, they very, do they, they, they do it's yeah, good because yeah. it's really wide down there
0: it is wide, yeah yeah that used to be the frontier <laughs> very nice, I like <laughs> so why did you guys set up uh the uh the quandary that were are the controversy that we're addressing since you two care more about this than I do?
1: all great all great contemporary
2: i'm not sure that's true uh, all, probably not I don't think it is.
1: all great theological disputations begin and end now on twitter these were <laughs> real
2: i think kept. that's what
1: that's where the democracy has ended, has there, ended.
2: there is a, there is a certain similarity between like disputation theses and tweets i mean they're 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 not in an i mean they're they're, they're about similar length Right, individual disputation theses and yeah. tweets have a certain yes. kind. Yeah, no, of... no,
0: I think yeah, yeah. Like the, it's like the question, the medieval questions.
2: Yeah, right. and they're, they're kind of they're, they're an invitation to an argument. I, I think it. Yeah, so like for instance, I
0: always tell my students if you think that these uh, disputed questions are stupid, that's because one of your students eight hundred years ago asked the same. Thing when your students <laughs> right. Asked the stupid question. Exactly. That's, that's why we had to. Why we have to talk about it. angels on the heads of pen? Because one of you asked that question.
1: So this is from the. I was going to say the late great, but he's he's not late. He's he's still quite with us. Tim Keller. I think, <laughs> I th- I think he is semi-retired or something. I that doesn't make you die, though, when you retire. Not usual. It, it usually probably makes you happy. Yeah, happy is good. <laughs> so this is from Tim Keller, and it says, if you see this, the date was January 26, 2020. So this was several months.
0: Oh, wow. We're, we're actually
1: almost... We're most relevant. To this this. Is, this is a
0: lukewarm take.
1: <laughs> if you see Jesus losing the infinite love of the Father out of his infinite love for you, it will infinitely melt your hardness. Now, this was met with scorn, shame, shame, like, like would, <laughs> it was I mean, people of many theological stripes really were incensed. Aggravated, furious people who cannot critical. S- people cannot spell the word heretic called him a heretic. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So this is interesting, right? I mean, I think this is a mm-hmm. you know here we're we're at a place where uh, there's there's major controversy on something that at least uh, I think the three of us didn't find quite as controversial or or objectionable. Of right. course, it's rhetorically, you know, it, it it's it's it, it's, it's it's bold rhetoric. It's bold sure, rhetoric. Sure.
0: Right. Which most of Paul's writing can be categorized as bold rhetoric. Yes. Yeah. So, but at any rate, so that's, uh, first of all, uh, should we talk about what, uh, since Tim Keller so needs us to defend him, but should we say what we think's behind that? Or that I think we should spell out what people are upset about or what people have uh, found the, the courage to attack him.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's.
1: Yeah. So most people thought that this is it, this is sort of imploding the Trinity, right? Right. That, that this d- division sounds, uh, people say it's theological nonsense that completely misunderstands both the Trinity and the cross. But it sure does give one the feels. I don't know what these feels are, but uh, people said other things like that. Uh, nope, never going to see that. God doesn't love lose love for God. God is perfect and infinitely loves what is infinitely good. Nothing is better than God. The Father crushed the human bearing, s- the human sin bearing nature of the cross, but He doesn't lose love for Yahweh, the Son.
2: Repent. Repent. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's, so that's our from, answer from the sparrow. So our answer to supposedly Trinitarian heresy there is outright Nestorianism. Yes, right. cool. Okay, right. as as long as we're we're on good solid ground. Yeah. Outright good. Nestorianism is the
1: Reformed answer for many things.
0: Things, right, <laughs> right. Many of our favorite Calvinists are Nestorians. Nestorians right? I mean, almost all of them, yeah, <laughs> including. Including him. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is, I mean, yeah. That's right. So did that, make, did that warm your Lutheran heart? A little. Said yeah, a little. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we throw things, we throw some fresh meat out there to our Swinley and Taliban friends Absolutely. periodically.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a group that, uh, there's a Facebook group that's, uh, what do they say? Well, yeah. 2C Violations. Yeah, so, I,
0: I get a lot of 2C Violations.
1: Like, but they keep Jesus. me they haven't thrown me out yet. So okay. I think that that kind of that's like affectionately okay. first them is the Swingley and Taliban. Yeah. I
2: mean see I, in the ELCA I don't I'm not sure what would qualify as heresy like I don't know saying you would support Donald Trump over Amy Klobuchar? You, I, you
0: didn't read from the NRSV in worship. <laughs> we used to say at First Presbyterian We used to say at First Presbyterian Midland, the only heresy was if you used the wrong fork. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why you had to always know which fork you were using at the country club. So
1: so you guys don't find this as objectionable as, say, many people in the Twitter sphere did. No, no, we did not.
0: I did not. Uh, first of all, I think it's kind of there's a there's a great historical um, wealth of historical preaching and teaching that that says something very similar rhetorically. Maybe not quite as you yeah. Know, maybe he pushes the envelope, but that's certainly that's certainly the piety of of. Uh, the Church of Alexandria. I mean, that's part of what uh, what um, was the debate that you know you mentioned the story, but it was part of the, the debate uh, that leads to the Chalcedon formula. It you know didn't really solve it, but uh, but just opened up the door for a couple hundred more years of fighting. But nonetheless. <laughs> Part of what, uh, right? I mean, really? No, I mean that that was as any good conciliar decision should. Right, right. But uh, I mean, there were riots at the uh, the the pseudo uh, Council of Ephesus around this issue. So it was uh, the piety of the suffering God, the piety of of Jesus, even as the um you know shades of Carl Barth. I don't know if Carl Barth would agree with Tim Keller there, probably not. But um, the idea of Jesus being the elect damned, you know, the, the one for perdition. So there's a sense where that kind of uh, the, um, you know, taking seriously um, the words of Jesus from the cross.
2: Yeah. I guess that's my first thought of it is are, are we really going to privilege our fairly abstract definitions of the Trinity over Jesus's words? Yeah. Oh. Um. And, and, and if, if we're going to make moves like that, what's our what are we actually saying about theological method and where we're, where all this really comes from?
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the things I remember now. Another really stark rhetorical phrase that's one that stuck for me with me from seminary when Doctor Becker, of blessed memory, said uh, there are three atheists in the Bible: three, he says, Job, Elijah, and Jesus, Jesus on yes. the cross. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> now, I mean, Chesterton a- says something similar. He says, you know, that, that, that this is you know among Christianity is the only religion where God even Himself is a rebel, where for a moment it appears God Himself is an atheist in the yeah. cry of dereliction. Yeah, no, yeah.
2: it's it's at least a moment that has to be taken with well, very seriously. It, we can't. It, I'm very uncomfortable with attempts to save Christianity from Jesus's words. Yeah. Well,
1: unless it's I, I, unless you're talking about the Beatitudes,
2: then I'll <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's
1: for the next dispensation. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Jesus. That's when they pay clergy to tell. Yeah. Jesus I, mean, like, said, that's that's right. I mean, I Jesus, like that's right. I mean,
0: Jesus. Jesus would have punched all these people in the face. Like, did you read that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right,
2: yeah, yeah. I did. Right, yeah, yeah. I did. Read that. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, he's rolling over in his grave right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jesus would, have, I didn't punched, mean would that. have
1: punched Bolton just for the mustache. Yeah, yeah, that was it, yeah. That it, looks it, out with Raleigh's yeah. fingers.
0: Yeah, that worked for Raleigh. It did, it yeah. did. It did,
1: yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that, and I, I think also, you know, people say, well, Jesus is just quoting the cry at Psalm 22, and what are you going to do? I mean, well... He's quoting Psalm
0: twenty two.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah, yeah. I think it makes a difference. Right? It's like the transcript of the call. It's a perfect call. He was perfectly at peace. He was not quoting Psalm twenty two. He was perfectly doing it analogously. It was a metaphor. Yeah, but I'll say, you know, you think of like your theology of Holy Saturday, right? Like yeah. I think mean, like, is is Jesus sort of a superhero kind of floating around the, ha- the sort of mythological harrowing of hell sort of picture, or is it something more like what Calvin or von Balthasar, want to say that just he's actively passive or passively active. He's really experiencing the death and God abandonment. And right. so this somehow, right, that th- these two things must be true, that the Trinity is still the Trinity. And yet somehow the pain and the forsakenness of the, of the son, uh, really Somehow there is this sort of real pain in the life of God, and, and yeah. these things can coexist paradoxically. And I'd rather not. What does Chesterton say that the the modern man would take two truths in tension rather than settle for a half truth? Yeah, no.
0: Mm. Yeah. I, I also think too that there's a sense where um, it's good to go back to something that the you know the, the shapers of the Trinity knew and understood that we sometimes forget that they were trying to come up with a minimal grammar for a mystery. Yeah. And I think that's when they're at their best. I mean, I think the church fathers were at their best when they fully aware that um, in many ways, some one of the reasons I think there's a resurgence in patristic scholarship is because uh, the postmodern person has the same, should have the same pre-modern uh, suspicion of
2: words. So I was at a conference in September. I don't know if you saw this advertised online or not. It's possible you did. Just- New Trinitarian Ontologies Conference in Cambridge. It was a, oh, I saw that. A, 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 a lot of people. There was did. great a lot people of, there. There were a lot of great people there. Yeah. There was also some wild stuff there. Right. Right. I mean, the, the name. Like, I was, I was joking about it. I know the guy who, who organized it, Ryan, as a friend, and and did a really great job putting this thing together. Um, but there's this question about sort of, can, but can we refound ontology on the basis of the Trinity and stuff like you know, very abstract stuff. Right. So you got some papers that move in that direction, but you had a couple of people who really pushed back a little bit. Um, one of them was um, an, an Augustine scholar, uh, Olivier Bonnois, pulled, pushed back fairly hard, saying, you know, everybody takes De Trinitate, what is it, Ch- Ch- book 14 or something. Um, you know, this is where he, he gives this sort of image of the Trinity, the psychological image of the Trinity is one of the places. Right. And he says, Augustine may be violating his own standards here. He's much more minimal... And apophatic with respect to the Trinity than that most of the time. Uh, But it was also uh, uh, Andrew Louth was there Mm. and he I mean, who, by the way, like you'd think, is he meditating? Is he asleep? Does he have narcolepsy? And then suddenly his eyes would open and he would say something just flabbergastingly interesting and then drop back into his state of semi-consciousness thomas aquinas lives well the orthodox (laughs) version anyway yeah um and you know long beard and full black and everything uh but louth at one point was uh he, he made it very clear that he thought the entire direction of the conference was misbegotten and that essentially like you guys can do this kind of weird speculative stuff with the trinity if you want to but don't claim anything in the Byzantine tradition for that because it doesn't fit.
0: Yeah, I think no, I, I think that's actually I think that's fair. I mean, people, you know, uh, the, ec- the economic or relational trinity in the hands of. People can be a very dangerous thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah. I also think there's a sense where I I mean, I think it's good to be reminded when we're speculating. And almost always when we're talking about the eternal no, no, always when we're talking about the internal life of the Trinity, we're in the realm of speculation. If we get anything beyond that as a father loves me, so I love you. If we get beyond that, we're in the realm of speculation. Right. And I think I think that's okay. I mean, I think I, I like, you know, I like there being um uh, playing theology I just listened to a great podcast about alchemy, and uh, there was a couple decades that York was a fun place to do theology and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then the Vikings came
1: but uh, uh, I thought we were talking about York
0: Pennsylvania yeah well maybe yeah, why not we could do it you know re- rebuild it there but there's a sense where the you know, they were talking about the rediscovery of just that theology and thinking can be an end unto itself and it's playful and that's good as long as you know it's playful. And the same thing, when something makes you uncomfortable, which obviously happened in the Twitter sphere, realizing that your discomfort with the rhetoric of Keller, that you're responding to his speculation firmly based on your speculation. Now, it may be the speculation of, you know, centuries of, of fine theological reflection. But again, when you start talking about the internal life of God, you're talking about a realm where we do not have much information about, it, nor were we ever invited to have
2: information about. It. it You know what I find interesting about that? It's 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 in the response. Sometimes your response reveals a thing that you didn't mean to be there when i said that the, the the one response right to say oh well it applies to Jesus' humanity not to his divinity that's Nestorius. Right, right jesus right. died not not part of yeah, the natures don't die
1: or natures don't experience things right su- subjects persons experience yeah. things. right
2: uh and and actually this is i mean that's that's in nestorius is an interesting case here because nestorius is provoked into a a violent reaction into a denial by way of of a an expression he thought was over the top right right Right. he didn't he didn't mean to say something wildly heretical about jesus very far from it nestorius was a pious guy trying to do the best he could and the problem is somebody saying that mary gave birth to god sounded like this same level of rhetorical over the topness and his response to it was so strong, it it, it it actually became the thing he was reacting to became the marker of orthodoxy.
0: Right, right, yeah. It was one mega church pastor going after another mega church pastor. This is like, like, <laughs> That's yeah. kind of what it was. A little bit yeah. was, was a. It was a. It was a theological pissing contest. The, there's so there's,
1: was, there's yeah. something
2: to, there's something to that.
1: I want to take a brief moment to ask you a quick question. Do you like this podcast? Do you enjoy it? Do you look forward to listening to it while you do a morning after your evening routine or while you're exercising or while you're caught frustrated in traffic? Do you tune into it? to be a patron through Patreon of this, which I think is an art form you're enjoying and will continue to enjoy. Again, any contribution is welcome, but for five bucks a month, you will get a shout out on the thank you roll call, which begins right now. Thank you, David Babico, Andrew Stravitz, Barry Stewart, Ben Crosby, Ben DeHart, Carol Clemens, Charlotte Donlin, David Norling, David Saul, Ellis Brazil. Jennifer Spite, Jennifer Underwood, Jim Kress, Joel Wentz, John Schneider, Jonathan Butrin, Jordan Mossberger, Josh Redder, Kai Wittenpeg, Larry Rule, Liam O'Brien, Michael Butera, Peter Steigerwald, Samantha Konauer, Sari Graham, Simone Garabedian, Stephen Rowe, and Jody Stevenson. If you want to join these patrons through Patreon, just go to patreon.com forward slash Scott Kent Jones. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the show. Yeah. But what is it? That the Trinity, the PCA hymnal, or whatever changes in? And can it be that God, my God, should die for me? They change it to that my Lord would die for me, and because they're thinking this is you know heretical. No, I mean I, I think it's just pra- pra- alluding to Thomas, my Lord and my God. <laughs> <laughs> right. We know that. Right. So, like, so these, yeah. I mean, these, things, or, or at
0: least those of us who take think the Bible is the foundation for the grammar. We yeah, said. yeah,
1: yeah. And also, don't you think on some level part of the problem is that you know sometimes we we define terms like divine and human abstractly. Well of course we know what divine human mean and then we look at the incarnation or whatever and say well then this is instead of looking at the incarnation and saying wow this must be what defines god you know on the stage of history and in the world and then say well what does that mean for what we say about divinity and humanity like working from the particular uh to the general as opposed to the general to the particular
0: which I was just I you know they may not be right but I do like that about Byzantine you know, idea of the Christian life. I mean, it does take the incarnation as a revelation, not only of God and of humanity, but who we we shall be and who we are to become. And I think that so there's a consistency there again, based on kind of the grammar that we're given in the in the biblical witness.
2: There's also a modesty regarding regarding what we know. Um, yeah. I mean, for example, you get in Gregory of Nyssa, they, I'm the
1: most modest. <laughs> of you that are, my right knowledge. it's the most modest, <laughs> the most <laughs> modest of all.
2: Yeah, Gregory of Nyssa gives us this notion that the, um, the 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 image of God. Well, if if part of the issue is that we don't really know much about God, then right. the humanity created in the image of God, we also don't know much about. Right, it. right. Um, there there is. There's an analogy. There's a correlation. And that's what's the brilliance of the Gospels. I, I really think that the sense of
0: their, um, the, the kind of ascetic nature of language. I mean, I think the, the real, you know, whether it be the Markian silence or, you know, he's just kind of showing up in John's Gospel, whatever you want to do it. I think there's a sense where, um, I, even I think Mary and Luke is, as the model disciple, she ponders things in her heart. She doesn't talk about yeah. things about it. I think that's, yeah, the fact that um, even the, Continual ignorance and mistakes of the disciples, I think, is very sermonic. I mean, I think it's trying to tell us something that uh, we don't really know what's going on in front of us. If if you're
1: preaching a sermon on the disciples screwing up and you're identifying with Jesus and not the disciples there's something wrong yeah you did you did it wrong <laughs> Dr. Jim
0: Dr. Jim Edwards already said if you identify with Jesus in the gospel you you've you missed the point yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. I, you know I'm, I'm a Lutheran I think there's a place for direct clear proclamation um and it's just a place for it there's a central place for it but you
1: heard about the Lutheran farmer who loved his wife so much he almost told him. That's, well,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but There's a I mean, I think one of the things we have to say about that is sometimes we can mistake that kind of clarity and proclamation for having a. I don't know, a theoretical knowledge of yeah, a thing. Yeah, And I, I don't think it amounts to that.
0: No, I, I do think the knowing the difference between logic and grammar is really, or logic and rhetoric is really important. Well, grammar is important, too. But mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, that, it's amazing how many church controversies have been, have been where people have missed each other precisely. Well, I mean, in the history of Lutheran reformed. Uh, yeah. Um, but I think there's a sense, yeah, where, um, um, and, and again, I think there's things that I would say preaching and feel that had integrity. That I don't say when I'm teaching, right? I think in terms of, and I think and the, vice
2: versa, actually, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. And I think there's a sense where, um, and I think you, you can being true to the text and the faith in both those situations. You know, I think Tim Keller, you know, is is a is a fine thinker, but he's you know he's a first class preacher, and I think that's you know and a you know and cut his teeth on pastoral care. So mm-hmm. that is the kind of what he says there is the kind of thing that all of us have said. Either you know, uh, I mean, I, I'm just reminded there was an anniversary this week. You know, that's one thing. Social media reminds you of the good and the bad, and there was a, you know, 21st anniversary. Mostly the bad. Yeah. Well, there was a 21st, (laughs) I mean, you know, if you have moments to define your ministry, you know, 21 years ago this week, there was a moment to define my ministry Mm. and and the death of, tragic death of five of my oldest son's classmates, juniors, and it changed, it changed everything. And, um, um and talking about the abandonment of god i mean there were families the first time i met them was the day their daughter died mm. so and then a month later the day their sons were murdered so oh, my wow. so there's a sense where um you know i think any of us again i mean i think there's a sense where um part of the power of the of the of the whole biblical witness is almost every existential or spiritual situation you find yourself in, there is a parallel. And I think sometimes triumphalistic Christianity can overlook, particularly in the Hebrew scriptures, a lot of the dark days. But I arguably the darkest day there is is this is Jesus on the cross. And I think it we tend to also downplay what that the garden was real, Gethsemane. I mean that's why I mean even the other gospel writers back off of Mark a little bit. But Mark, mm-hmm. you know, he's having an emotional breakdown. I mean he's collapsing from the from the anxiety and stress of it also. Um, and uh, if if any of us were facing what he did, of course, none of us can. But uh, of course, it, because that would
1: that the burden of
0: what he was about to go through is is unspeakable.
1: Yeah, and I think this is the brilliance of Phil Carey's book, um, "The Meaning of Protestant Theology." Where he says, you know, at the heart of the Christian proclamation is the divine carnality, like this God yeah. come down right. of course. And he says, you know, Augustine, uh, Patristics, you know, certain kind of platonistic middle platonistic categories were helpful about thinking what it means to have an immaterial being a non-material right, being right. So when but then when you start getting into the epistemology and the ethics it, it, it's a lot less helpful yeah <laughs> and, yeah and he says you know basically the this augustine tradition needed a luther to kind of to
2: recalibrate things well, I, think get it back to it. The, I think
1: it needed an aquinas first yeah
2: well it maybe mm, needs yeah. that too yeah, yeah yeah but no i agree 100%. i mean to that extent though, luther and aquinas are i i don't i don't parallel them much but they are interested in some, not all, but some of the same things there, and they they are they, they, both are trying to push back towards a, a materiality. Yeah, the the
0: the goodness of the earth. Neither it was felt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the image. I, you, I mean, you you ruin your digestive system like both of them did with the fasting. And, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but no, I think so. Um, yeah, I think you know sometimes again, well not sometimes, always. Christians are their own worst enemy. Yeah. Yeah. We certainly, that's certainly the, Okay, so I mean, many for many reasons, we're setting back the cause of Christ a generation or so in this current situation in our country, and so no
1: one has done more for the cause of Christ in the white.
2: House. Well, that's <laughs> that's the concern. I mean, right? That's that's that's. I think that's my base part. That's part of my problem with this is why we, we are. It's like we expect God has this fragile ego and needs us to sort of constantly defend him in weird, like, 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 uh, oh no, 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 no. There's no. Don't, don't worry, everybody. There's, there's not actually a breach in the Trinity. No. Like there's no, it, I'm just not at all comfortable with attempts to sort of protect God, get him off the hook. I mean, because he needs me to step in and defend him. Right. Well, I also think in terms of. No, he needs Wayne Grudem. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what God needs.
0: Well, I, I do think there's a sense where I, I think we we read the Bible that um, bold enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my problem with modernists and fundamentalists is the same that they do violence to power of the text in, in different ways. But they, uh, for the sake of their traditions, they both nullify the grace of God in different ways. And I think you know, I I, I like let the problems be problems. I mean, there's a sense where. Um, you know, it's the same, it gets back to the same thing. People are always concerned about the purity of church. Obviously, Jesus wasn't. Okay, you know, Jesus wasn't concerned about his reputation. He wasn't concerned about efficiency, or uh, you know, he was a terrible HR guy. Continues to be because he calls us. And I think there's a sense where you know, <laughs> there's a sense where, uh, in a very you know, I, I think um, I think there's a there's a time to flex our muscular Christianity. Uh, it tends not to be around these kinds
2: of things. So this is. I mean, yeah. People do know, right? That, that Tim Keller, like, also preaches that there's a happy ending here, right? This yeah, is right, there's, right. there's not there's not there's not just an eternal rupture. We're not he's not going full altizer, right? We're. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Don't tell me because I haven't got that far. I'm still I mean, behind on the episodes.
2: I, mean, I, I don't know what he said in the tweet, but Spoiler I assume alert. that Keller Spoiler isn't alert. doing that. Spoiler alert. Right. Okay. My point is, nobody actually thinks that, right? You're jumping that, to Easter. We haven't even got the land yet. Uh, uh, of
1: course, he did write three days later, letter in later in the same Twitter feed. Of course, the father continued in his love for his son, but on the cross, Jesus lost all sense and experience and any practical possession of it. He felt like a soul in hell. All right. That's Keller against Keller. Yeah.
2: But I mean, you know, yeah, you're right. He's he right. He's I mean, it, it we're here. You're protecting against a heresy that everybody knows that Keller doesn't hold <laughs> that. So it, 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 uh, that's 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 arguing in bad faith. I mean, it, it, I don't know.
0: Ah, we do. We do it. We're not not big on casting the first stone, but we love throwing that second Second
1: and third. He he threw the first one. I can do whatever I want now. I can wind up and let it fly. All
0: right. Well, I'm sure Tim Keller now is resting peacefully because we have have stayed up. As we said, he He, who shall not uh, be named. All right. Well, partner, it was a great run in this building. Thank you you for
1: seeing us out. Yes, and
0: and, uh, we look forward to the new chapter of uh, New Persuasive Words. And um,
2: Yeah,
1: thank you
0: guys for having me. Absolutely. We'll We'll do it again.
1: Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Take care. All right. Hey, listeners,
0: thanks for joining us for today's episode of New Persuasive Words. Hope you enjoyed Scott and Bill's conversation, and will join us back here next time. Until then, thanks for
1: listening, and God bless.